Hello and welcome to The Rundown. My name is Ala Idrimi and joining me in the studio are Rundown producers Samal Faye. Hi Samal. Hi. And Yasmin Basili. Hi. Hi. Coming up on today's show, we'll have an interview with Virginie Foucault from the Department of Arts to talk about music trends and movements. But first, we have to briefly discuss a few stories. First of all, the Art House Theatre Zawiya, that is located in uh, downtown Cairo, is honoring the late Egyptian filmmaker Mohamed Khan in a six-day film screening. The theatre is set to host a, res- a retrospective in honor of the late Egyptian director, uh, to show some of his uh, his famous uh, films. Yeah, it's so it's so sad that he passed away, but uh, it's nice that they're they're remembering him with this tribute. Uh, yeah, I mean he was a great like director, and uh, I do remember that he directed uh, a recent film. It's not really recent, but I would say it's uh, was made I think in the past couple of years. Uh, it's called Fisha'at Masr Yeah, that's yes. a pretty cool movie. And he had a he had another one that was more recent, uh, The Factory Girl or Fatet al Mosna. And I think it, we won some sort of award in the Dubai International Film Festival in 2014. But he uh, the the guy the the film the filmmaker wasn't actually um, just Egyptian. He he had a Pakistani father and an Egyptian mother, and he. Uh, He passed away in July, passed July after suffering from a health crisis. Uh, so it's pretty unfortunate that um, he hasn't really produced more films, but he's he was really prominent in the 1980s. And he produced a lot of uh, prominent movies like uh, I Am Sadat in 2001 and uh, other movies for a prominent actor, Ahmad Zaki. So I think he's a, he's a good addition to our uh, our culture and our films. Definitely. Apparently, he's known globally because The Guardian wrote an article mm. about him, about his death. So that's uh, very surprising. It's good that he's getting international recognition. Yeah, I mean, he's been around um, and he's got like a lot of um, like background from different countries because his mom is actually Italian Egyptian. Oh. So he's got like. <laughs> Three countries in him, <laughs> and he studied in the UK, I believe. So, um, and he just became an Egyptian. Like they just allowed him to yeah. be an Egyptian <laughs> days before he passed away. <laughs> How unfortunate! Days. Was <laughs> in fourteen, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but I mean, given that you know he lived his whole life as a foreigner. And he just became an Egyptian, what, two years before his passing away? Yeah, I would say days. <laughs> I think he left his Egyptian mark, um, like, uh, what, years ago when yeah, he made these movies? Because these movies, these movies are very, they're very, first of all, they're very famous. They're very important and they're very influential. And everyone knows these, these films, like people who, are, who lived through the 80s and 90s, even our generation, they know these movies. It's very, they're very common and And people like them. So I think he's uh, he's done his job. Talking about international recognition, um, there's a movement in Cairo now. Uh, I think I realized that more international film festivals are kind of looking at Cairo because they see this potential. The Schnitt International Film Festival, short film festival is coming to Cairo between the 5th of, uh, and to the 16th of October in 2016. So it already started. Um, the the festival is basically it it so it screens in multiple cities uh in five continents at the same time and it brings together more than 30,000 filmmakers and film lovers 
in ways that they can, you know, they rarely experience in other festivals. So it's less, you know, uptight, less professional. It's more, no, it is professional production, but it's more free, you know, for people to express and they're open to all options. And these films are screening this week, um, starting in the Greek campus in downtown, downtown Cairo. The festival, they started this new section called Schnitt Cairo, and it's growing every year because they believe that this gigantic city like has so much potential. Yeah, Cairo has been on, on a roll with, uh, with the festivals it's been throwing recently. Um, and this one is no different. It seems awesome. Like all these movies just together in one place. Yeah, I mean, I love the fact that it's like short films of all genres and styles. For me, like, I would rather watch a short film than a very long film, especially if the film is trying to, like, send sort of a message to the audience or trying to change something. That gives people, like, a much better chance of understanding what the director is trying to say or what the actor is trying to say. I mean, would you, like, I don't know, watching a movie for two hours, like a Hollywood-produced movie, it's more Mm -hmm. like entertainment style. But I feel like short films have a purpose. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The they're, uh, they they chose like certain areas in Cairo uh, where they have these screenings of the short films, and some of them are, uh, as I mentioned, the Greek campus, the Swiss Club in Cairo, the Art House Cinema Zawiya uh, in downtown, and um, the short films will 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 continue to be um, uh, sh- shown in the next uh, in the next coming days. Yeah. It's um, nice that the devi- they divided like the movies on like uh, a week. Like they didn't just I don't know push them all together them, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and they're they're really putting an effort into these festival exhibition zones. Like they're bringing entertainment, music, food, bars, and like it's it's welcoming to everyone. Like everyone could come and watch the movies, enjoy their time. So it's uh, it's a good experience. I'm going. <laughs> I really want to go too. I think every a lot of people should like everyone should go should reconsider like going to things like this because it's a new uh, it's a new not a venue but it's a new way of like expressing art in Egypt and in Cairo and being part of an international short film festival is is good because this way first of all Egyptians are welcome to apply and give in their their short films and you watch other short films from like worldwide um, producers and directors yeah I mean that's great. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, moving on to our next topic, uh, Cairo Jazz Festival returns. So uh, the eighth edition of Cairo Yay. Jazz Festival is scheduled to take place between the 20th and the 22nd of October at the Greek campus. Again, this... Uh, this yeah. <laughs> the Greek campus is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and so many international musicians are going like from Bahrain and Aust- Austria and uh, Japan and Germany. Like, and from wow. very different places. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. Um, the Jazz Festival is, has become one of the most anticipated annual events because the festival has like this um, this reputation from this past eight years and it introduces different musical genres and uh, hosts many national and international jazz musicians. So that's great for for different people, like an opportunity to showcase your work and other people to discover other work. That's great, I think. Yeah, yeah. here's the thing. I thought the like there's only one music festival, the Cairo uh, music festival, uh, but apparently there there is 
only one for, like there's one specifically for jazz so that's pretty cool and all that similar to the to the Schnitt uh, International uh, Film Festival uh, this year's edition of the jazz themed activities will center uh, around entertainment and um, they will host children sponsored by art institutions in Cairo and purposes for for people to like make the the topic more accessible and they want more people to come visit so it's good that they're um, looking for different uh, age groups to attend yeah absolutely like providing sort of this music insight to different people and not just to different people but like you said different ages it shows that you know different ages perceive things in different ways so they're trying to like you know make children get art or like understand art in a different way than the way adults would look at it i would say exactly yeah, i think i think um our lives today are saturated by like different types of of entertainment and music and it's mostly one-sided like we're just receiving so it's good that you have people that are willing to produce their music and yeah. experiment with uh, different trends and genres yeah i really like the objective behind this festival that they want to, like children to be inspired by music and it's it's nice it's really nice of course it is i want to thank you guys that concludes today's edition of the roundtable discussion but coming up next we'll talk to professor Virginie Foucault from the department of art about her personal perception of worldwide music and egypt <music> You have it in you. You are a nation's leader. You seek change. You have the power. You can change the world. It's in you. Join Cairo International Model Arab League. Visit our booth at AEC. Or find us on Facebook at Simal. That's C-I-M-A-L. Simal. See the Arab world you wish for. Conferences in session. Thanks for joining us for the interview on The Rundown. I'm Aladrini with Virginie Foucault from the Department of Arts to talk about her personal perception of worldwide music in Egypt and from her background. Professor Foucault, uh, welcome to The Rundown. Thank you. Um, so our interview topic today is music worldwide, uh, trends, progress, techniques. So from your point of view, what do you think are some new trends you see in music? Obviously, electronic ones. Mm. And how do you feel about that? <laughs> it's like anything. It's just a, n- a new uh, experiment on things, and we'll see if it's um, if it's gonna affect a lot um, our societies and our then music history. But we won't be there to tell it or not. Anyway, you know, every music is. Um, Uh, has its own time and it's like the reflection of your own society so I think it's important as well to explore this side of music this new and human (laughs) and human sound you know that electronic music brings to to our to our cultures and uh, we'll see what uh, it will end with So why do you think people changed from more human music elements to more electronic? Like what 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 is in your point of view the reason behind this? Why are people resorting to this? 
because it's completely part of our life mm -hmm. it's now we're living a we live in an industrial world and we can't deny all those new sounds as well that are surrounded that surround us you know mm -hmm. like now you know since we started to to be um to live around like machines we um we took like those machine sound into the new compositions and it has always been like that you know uh, so i think that's why and that's how people um, people are using this electronic music to uh, recreate the new sound environment um so how do you think this um this environment is is changing cultures like back you know in his historical times music was very important and progress in music was very important for culture so how do you think of course but it's like about i mean who what is the what is the egg and what is the hen mm. yeah, <laughs> uh, i i don't know we'll i think i think in general in life we should anyway embrace and experiment what comes to us in terms of innovations mm -hmm. and sometimes it will and sometimes it doesn't go somewhere very uh, constructive or nice for our, for our evolution of our, our humanity but I mean if it's the way if it's like uh, the attraction that means it's where we should like go to mm -hmm. I don't know I'm trying it, it's it's made it, it sounds a little bit like fatalist but I think <laughs> We need to. Uh, it's it's too complicated to judge when you're part of your, of the society and of the time. You know, mm. to say like, so many, so many music were um, by that by their time very rejected, and now they're considered as they consider as masterpieces. You know, mm. but it's because by that time. We didn't have the the ears, but as well like the uh, creativity, the, maybe. Yeah, so not not the creativity, but like as soon as something new comes up, it's really difficult for people to to take it, to mm. understand it. You know, sometimes it takes time to get used to things, and mm. it's the same for sounds. So how could you how could you relate that to to freedom, like freedom of expression? Since I feel like it's a topic that you like to talk about. <laughs> so maybe I mean the freedom. Understand. The freedom is like it depends. Like the freedom. The freedom is for composers. Um, it's just um, I guess I am definitely not a composer, but um, this is just trying to make music out of uh, the general perception. I mean, out of like the the one single story. You know the 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 one vision, like the global vision of the society. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's trying to to not care about people's judgments. It's just like I guess, like when you compose music, it's something that comes to you, inspiration. You mm -hmm. know, and sometimes you freedom freedom is just like yes, don't like it's trying to f do something. With no a priori, mm -hmm. you know, like for I think it's for anything generally in life. Like when you get when you get involved into something, when you t when you, you know the input must be like availability and no judgment. Mm -hmm. To be like very pure and fresh as much as much as much as we can, mm -hmm. because like it's pretty difficult. We're created by history and culture, but. Uh, Yes, like 
anyway like um living living the living the side to be expressed living uh trying trying out you know without without fears mm. so how do you think music can affect societies like um, european you, you know american arab how do you think they like it really could impact people's lives i think massively but very but it can be very sub subconscious as well but it's I mean, music like arts in general, it's um, it's it's a basket of emotions. It's for you to um, experiment emotions that music tends to lead you to. But I mean, we're all different in front of in front of in front of a piece of music. We, thank God, <laughs> don't uh, we don't we don't all feel the same. That's that that is uh, what i think it's important and it's important to understand and to um to understand what you feel and then it can lead you to um to a knowledge of yourself even so being in in egypt for such a short period of time how do you how do you see the the musical scene or maybe just independent art in general like <laughs> but it's 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 a very personal it's going to be a very personal answer <laughs> then because um i i came here for the first time last year mm -hmm. for a couple of months i didn't really know anything about oriental music in general mm -hmm. and it's very different very very different in terms of rhythm but in, term, in terms of pitches as well like you have like quarter tones and you know in three quarter tones we only have like half tones so that means for me so many people were just playing out of tune <laughs> yeah. no, but really because my ear wasn't trained hmm. it was again like what i was just saying earlier it was like it wasn't understanding and it was uh, i need i needed to get used to first of all through in through my own perception my western perception of music it was out of tune because my ear knew only this tonal music whatever it's again let's not get there but like this western music that has no quarter tones for example so for me that was just like uh that was just that was different but that was wrong in a way hmm. but then i realized it has its own rules and after after a while i got to to know it and i love it and i think it's even then even more but it's even richer because from because as well like i said like uh, what it can affect like a society or whatever i learned a lot as well about myself through um opening myself to this new music mm -hmm. you know to my adaptability as well. <laughs> I guess you learn a lot about yourself when you experiment something new this way, especially when it's your field of music and you already have previous knowledge of something and then you meet this new thing when you completely don't, you Exactly. Know. That is what is going to lead me to freedom in my own voice, in my own music. It's like uh, now that I, you know, when you get out of your uh, roots... When you get out of your field, like of your comfort zone, so for me the Western culture, mm -hmm. you start to know different things, and then like I want, you know, I want, I'd love, I, I, I hope I'm gonna like find like a new, like a combination of both for me to, uh, to express myself into music, you know, with like now the new history mm -hmm. of myself, that's now like Egypt is part of, like Oriental music is part of. 
I don't know if it was very clear. But... <laughs> no, it is. Um, thank you so much. Uh, that concludes today's interview on The Rundown. I'd like to thank our guest, Professor Virginie Focard from the Department of Arts. <laughs> thank you to you. Stay with us. Coming up in our last segment on Another View, we'll talk to Noor Al-Haydari again. That's coming up next on The Rundown. People think that when you are a refugee, and they resettle you to America, and all your problems are done. They don't understand that that's the beginning of everything. I was not born a refugee. I was made one. Learn more at EmbraceRefugees.org, brought to you by the Ad Council. Thank you for joining us for Another View, our last segment on The Rundown. I'm Ale Idrini, and Another View is the viewpoint of another student from another city. Joining me is Noor Al-Haydari from New Jersey Institute of Technology to talk about the impact of Western entertainment on the Middle East. Noor, welcome to The Rundown. Hi, Ella. Um, I would, um, speaking on your topic, I would definitely say that there's an extreme impact on Western media in the Middle, uh, in the Middle East, especially when I was back in Kuwait. I saw it a lot more. Um, you, if I, when I went from Kuwait back to the U.S., I saw it a lot more, and I saw how the, how it impacted we were. Like people were surprised that I knew um, a lot of Western media. They're like, "Oh, you you you've heard of these artists?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like this is all over the Middle East. Like we have shows. We like the we hear it on the radio. So I think people here don't realize the impact it has on the Middle East, but it's actually like a pretty big influence." in the way we grow up, especially if you went to a private school or if you had, like, different international friends, I definitely think um, it, it gives us a huge impact. And then when you come here, there's, like, an easier transition because you understand the culture in a sense. So you think it's positive or do you think it's negative? Um, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think it's it's positive in a sense that people are exposed to more to more things, but I think it's negative because it doesn't give Arab artists a chance to kind of expose themselves or be as popular as the Western media is because the Western media has a, a greater hold in a sense than like a, an Arabic media. So in a sense, you would have to combine the two if you could to understand like both sides and then integrate them into the Arabic society. So you, you think if, if the Arabic society is unaware of this, they might lose their culture? Uh, I I definitely think so. I think it, it could happen. It can. It happens gradually, but it's definitely a way to lose a culture. You lose that artistic aspect um, of the Arabic culture, in a sense, like depending on the country or depending on what what the people there like to do or like to listen to. It definitely plays an impact. And uh, being being a Kuwaiti living abroad, do you ever feel like? Um, there's a gap between where you live and, and how you used to live or people that used to surround you before that? Um, definitely there's a gap. Like sometimes if you go back home and you want to discuss like what's going on, it might be a different transition. They'll be like, oh, what are you talking about? Or we haven't heard of this. So in a sense, like there's almost like a loss of news in between or a, like a, a, media, a media, uh, media loss in between the two sides. All right, Noor, I want to thank you so much, and uh, thank you for being with us. You're welcome. My pleasure. That wraps up another view with this edition of The Rundown. I'd like to thank our guests, Professor 
Virginie Foucault and Noor Al Haidari, as well as today's rundown producer Samar Fei and Yasmin Basili. I am Ala Adirini. Thanks for listening.